My name is Matt Brown. Steve. Steve who? Steve Urkel. You. No, 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 no. There is no Steve here. I'm Stefan, sweet thing. And let's start the show. Are you alive? Oh, are you alive? Yeah! How does it feel to be alive? What's going on, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Monday, August 9th, 2021, and we are so glad to have you here for a nice later summer morning, afternoon, night. But all in all, we have a really great show for you all today. Seriously, one of the best debuts and one of the best guests I've ever had. And before we get into that fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on Productive Conversations conversationspodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media we're on tiktok at productive conversations we're on twitter at prod convo pod we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast so yes it is nice it is feel good uh it was a nice weekend for sure nice and relaxing seeing the yankees still make moves oh, i love to see it they really are making a deep run before you know it We might be right back in the division once again. Football season is coming up, but we're getting ready for that. And yeah, we're just enjoying the company of our friends, family, and pets as we enjoy the company of you, the greatest listeners and audience members in the world. So who is my guest today? Well, this is a fascinating human being. (laughs) This guy is a really good dude. This guy, in fact, is great. And anybody who gets to talk with him knows how, like, dude, this guy has it. That's what I have to say about my guest today. He just has it. And who's my guest that has it? It is Ryan Suchlin on the Productive Conversations podcast today. Me and him talk about his move to Florida, playing golf. We hit on baseball and hockey and football. We talk about networking, good vibes, making the most of life. And yeah, it really is a podcast full with great stories, great advice, and most importantly, some good vibes. So why don't we get into it right away? Ryan Suchlin, it is your turn. Let's get to it. doesn't need an introduction yet he has made quite an impact with the people who are in his circles and who he's interacted with but seriously this man knows what he's doing 
This man is so sophisticated. This man's an inspiration. And he really is the good guy and good guy. But seriously, we are in for a treat, everybody. Ryan Such is on the Productive Conversations podcast. My great buddy, Ryan. It's great to see you, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thank you for that uh, that introduction. I'm uh, I'm really happy to be here. Honestly, you invited me on the show. I'm pretty pretty excited. I've seen a couple episodes, and you know now I get to be a part of it. So thank you for having me. I'm happy to happy to be here. Yo, man, we can't have the archive without the great Ryan Suchlin. And now we're have it. So I'm just excited and so stoked that you're on. And yeah, let's show off why you're the legend legendary person you are oh i guess to start it off ryan yep talk to me how's your 2021 bit we're already in august you know right now we obviously grew up together you're from norwalk our parents are really close now you're living in the great state of florida i'd love to hear about that journey but talk to me ryan how's just life been so far dude um life's life's been good i you know i have nothing to really complain about um like you said i live uh i live in florida um fort myers florida to be specific so Mm. i I don't know if you can see out the window but it's nice and sunny um (laughs) and uh yeah i i've really been enjoying myself um you know, I've just been kind of focusing on, you know, with everything that's happened in this past year, just the things I can and not worrying about the things I can't, right? I feel like that's kind of just how you got to do it now. Um, but within that, just kind of making sure I'm like enjoying the people that are around me here. You know, I've met a lot of really good and new people since I've moved down, um, you know, focusing on what I do for work. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on my relationships with like family and stuff, because now that I am here, you know, I'm not able to just kind of go over my aunt's or my grandma's house. Right. In, in Connecticut. Yeah. So we little about me, we do like a family zoom every weekend and stuff. Um, so yeah, man, life is good. I, I really have no qualms, especially for how tough of a past like 18 months it's been for everyone. So. Yo, tell me about it. And I'm glad you were able to turn lemons into lemonade with what you're talking <laughs> to me about. Thank you. Some great stuff. So why don't we hit it that, Ryan? So I know graduate from Norwalk High School, you went to yep. James Madison University, get your bachelor's, right? Yes, sir. What yep. was that? What did you do, um, uh, graduate with? So I graduated with a bachelor's degree in marketing and a concentration in sales. Was my Excellent diploma, I guess. <laughs> Hear that. So you're out in Virginia. You go to this awesome school, the alumni with you and Mr. Anastasia, for anyone knows that. Yeah. Yep. Um, but good stuff here. So you finish out in James Madison. Tell us how you wound up in Fort Myers, Florida. Good question. Um, yeah. So the story really is like, and it kind of goes to that part of like concentration and sales. So when I was at JMU, uh, my junior year, so like in any business major they have at JMU, there's like 10 prerequisite courses that you have to take. Um, so I went through all those. And then my junior year is when your like actual major courses start. So I started taking marketing classes. Um, and one of the marketing classes that is mandatory that you have to take is uh, like a sales intro class. So mm-hmm. I was in the class. Um, and quite honestly, I like, you know, we, for anyone that doesn't know about sales, like it's obviously a lot of talking, a lot of like understanding consumer needs and like in a classroom setting, you do like role plays and stuff, um, with other students. But anyways, through those, I just kind of, I guess showed like some promise to the teacher. Um, and after class one day, he was just like, Hey man, like, I think you can really like do this. I'd, I'd really encourage you to enter, um, 
JMU sales competition, which is essentially, okay. like I was saying, like we do the role plays in classes, just like a much more formal role play. Like everyone competes in it. Um, you have like, they have like outside business people come in and like conduct them like as the buyer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and lo and behold, I, I did it and I actually ended up placing in it. Um, so right. by placing in it, I got to go to, um, Orlando, Florida, ironically to compete in like a national competition, I guess. Um, so while I was there, it's obviously like you're competing, but there's a bunch of other companies, um, that, you know, you want to network with interview, et cetera. Um, and through that, you know, I was blessed enough to just kind of meet and shake a lot of hands of people. Um, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of job interviews, um, that ended up leading to like opportunities and offers. Um, and one company that I was really attracted to was called Gartner. Um, they recruited heavily at JMU already. And like at the sales competitions are very prevalent. Um, and you know, lo and behold, stacking them against, you know, some of the other offers and opportunities I had. Um, I just was like, you know what, it, it sounds like a good, a good like move for me. And lo and behold, they, are located here in Fort Myers, Florida. So that was an aspect of it too, right? I thought, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll be having a nice little job coming out of school and I get to relocate to an area I've never been to that is yeah. pretty renowned is nice. Um, why not, why not just take the damn leap? So I ended up taking the leap. Um, and I moved down here and I moved down here in July, July 9th of 2018 was my first day. I think I officially moved in July 1st of 2018. Okay, so okay. I've been here over three years now. Yeah. Um, but that's really how I got down here. Um, really just kind of going through that process at JMU, the opportunities there. And then just like, it led to a job that happened to be here. Um, and everything kind of worked out and quite honestly, um, and maybe we can get this later. I'm no longer with that company. I ended up moving on. Um, but I'm so happy I did it. Like I, I like it here a lot. I really love Florida. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I got here. Look at that, man. Yeah. How inspiring. You know, one question I'd like to ask with what you were explaining. Sure. It seems this was a great successful story of networking. And oh, yeah. I know that, you know, it's putting our heads, especially at an early age, especially in the world we live in now, with how crucial it is to start a career and get a position wherever, you know, no matter what the industry, you can always network within it. And, Absolutely. you know, sometimes some people you know, like yourself proved that this is exactly what I'm here for and it was meant to be and glad that I took advantage of networking. And then there are also some people who feel the opposite. Some people feel like, you know, I put myself out there and there's no bites. Some people feel that, you know, it's not necessary whether you believe that or not. But, you know, of course, when it comes to networking, there's its pros and cons with it. Mm-hmm. But it seems that you were you, you prove the importance of it. I was wondering, can you like for those maybe who are having a hard time trying to find a job, those who are trying to get noticed for something, can you help emphasize how important networking is? And maybe for the people who might have their doubts, maybe you can change your mind on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think someone told me this in college a while ago, and it's kind of a cliche saying, but I think what will really sum up my answer, um, mm-hmm. quite briefly is they said, it's not about the grades you make, but the hands you shake. And I don't think mm-hmm. that is yeah. any more true in today's world and, and anywhere ever. Um, because at the end of the day, it's all about who, you know, and your network and leveraging those people that, you know, in that network to put you in opportunities to succeed. Um, and the only way 
to do that is for one, build your network, right? And then once you build right. that network again, understand how to leverage it. Um, and I think to your question of like, hey, if there's anyone out there that's maybe struggling to network per se, because I, I do want to say like, networking has all different types of meetings, right? It could mean like, yeah, shaking hands like I was at a like a job fair per se, um, or it could just be you know you you're walking down the street, you meet someone, you chop it up and like, Hey, it turns out you have common interests. You stay in touch for a while. Like, and you're just friends, like that's still a part of your network. Um, but I would just like say like some tips in terms of, I guess, networking in general. And then I guess getting a job and networking in general, very easier said than done, but just like be able to put yourself out there and be Mm -hmm. interested or try to be interested in whatever it else that someone has to offer because people for one love to talk about themselves. Um, that's kind of why I'm here. (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, and makes my job easier. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then on top of that too, people really gratified at that. Like, Oh wow. That random person or that person showed interest in me and was really trying to get a better understanding of me. I want to get a better understanding of them. Right. The full circle completes and it turns. Um, but then on top of that too, making sure like, you know, you don't just, I keep like bringing up an example of like a conversation, but you know, stay in touch with someone, just check in once in a while. It doesn't have to be like every month, every six months. It could be like, Hey, happy birthday. Like something just like that. But those go a long way. It goes a huge long way. And then, you know, when something comes up in your life and you realize, Oh, that person was interested in podcasting. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Five years now they're at a podcasting company. Oh man, I'm Matt Brown. I've been doing a podcast for five years. They're looking for the newest person to come on our show. Hey buddy, you remember that conversation we have? I've got this podcast for whatever, you know, think of me. You never know. Like right. an example. Um, but from like a job perspective, I would say like just networking, like LinkedIn, <laughs> like that thing right. is crazy. Um, and little tip for, I guess, anyone out there, whatever job you want or like whatever company you want to look for, go message, like look up that company, look up employees and just search the title recruiter. LinkedIn message a recruiter and say, Hey, I'm interested in this job. Here's what I do. X, Y, Z. Do you have like a link or a preferred um, way to get me an interview? Cause mm-hmm. fun fact, that's the person you need to talk to anyway. And two, their metric on interviews that they get. So they're going to give you an interview every time. And then once you have an interview from there, it's just all about presenting yourself. Um, right. So that's just like, I, that's what's ever worked for me when I've ever done job searching. Like I did that in college. I did that finding my a new job out of Gardner. Um, and I can't tell you how many times the success rate for that is great. Like they want to give you an interview. So just take it. You just got to ask for it. Right. And I think people should also realize that there are, that there always will be someone who's listening. Yes. Even if it's hard to find that diamond in the rough, it really is worth putting yourself out there for it. Not everybody. I really do believe that most people in this world are decent. Maybe not everyone's courteous, but there really will be that person who will be courteous for you. If you put yourself out there, I want to make that clear, especially. Absolutely. It's it's that again, cliches and sure. We'll probably have plenty of them throughout the show, but you know, Lady Gaga once said you can reach out to 90, a hundred people and then 99 will say no. But if you say that one, yes, it'll change everything. And it'll make that long time of struggle you know, you honestly forget about it because it's all about the here and now. And then you have this whole story about how you got there. So I'm sure we can both emphasize it's worth it. There's yeah. no negative side for it. There is somebody who will be that special angel for you. 
and will put themselves out there for you to get your next opportunity. Absolutely. And I think like, again, it just all goes back to make you being that person to take the first step. Right. Cause I think, like you said, I think everyone out there is decent, but not everyone maybe have, have the courage to, you know, approach you randomly. Right. Like, right. Or, Again, don't like just be walking up to random people all, you know, have a little bit of social like awareness. But, you know, if, <laughs> if you go to something or you know that someone is interested in the same thing that you are, reach out to them. There's so many ways to do it, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, set, shoot them a DM like, hey, I'm just trying to learn about this. I've seen that you're successful in this. Yeah. Here's where I'm at. Can I just like have a couple minutes of your time to ask questions? Can I buy you a coffee? Like just... You know, right. anything to give you the opportunity to pick their brain, because for one, they're going to, they'll be flattered about it. Um, and then two, again, you're, you're being able to kind of gain knowledge that you want and then also add someone to your network. Um, yeah. Yeah. Quick little story. I don't know. I just want to share it. Um, share you know, for, it, man. Again. And it's not like anything crazy about networking, but I just remember my freshman year of college, I was sitting in the dining hall one morning um, getting breakfast before like my 9am class. Mm -hmm. And again, I was a freshman. I didn't like, know a ton of people yet. Um, but you know, one thing I said to myself when I come to college, be very friendly and like, just put yourself out there. I saw this kid literally sitting by himself. I was sitting by myself. I walked up to him. I just said, Hey, would you mind if I eat breakfast with you? His name was Ben Pfeiffer. And <laughs> since that day, me and him have like stayed in touch and been good friends. We played on like intramural sports teams. Um, and I just, I don't know why, but I always think back to that moment. And I think to myself like, damn, like if for whatever reason that day, I just didn't go up to him and like put myself out there. Who knows if I'd even have ever talked to him one time, my entire yeah. college, like career, you know what I mean? So like, that's just like an example. So that has lasted since seven years. And I'm sure if Ben ever watches this, he'll think, damn, that's right. Ryan was the kid that randomly came up to me and probably like ruined his breakfast, but we're still <laughs> friends. So, shout out to Ben Pfeiffer. Indeed. Shout out to Ben Pfeiffer. Yo, like I said, it just goes a long way. It does. It does. Take a million shots. You will make it eventually. And as long as yes. you have the patience and if it comes to like, you know, job stuff, if you're just understand and not take rejection personally, which the more you do it, the easier it is to let it go. Trust me. I know <laughs> sales. I, I tell people I, I hear no for a living professionally. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about dealing with the rejection and getting over it. hundred percent. And look at where, where it's led you so far. And uh, we know this, it's going to keep growing from there. And like the same thing with me when I do these shows and approach people with it and stuff like that, you know, I don't hear from everyone all the time. Some people go, some people say no, most of the time the ghost doesn't know, but um, yeah. it's just, it's just have fun with it. Know your confidence with it and people will recognize it and give you those opportunities. And I agree. Oh, the next chapter go is going to happen. You just keep growing and growing and growing. That's what it's all about. Just step after step. Just keep trying to increase in whatever you're trying to do. Indeed, man. That's why we're all making it. Have yes, that smile. Sir. It's Hell going yeah. to pan out. I guarantee it. One way or the other. And um, it will it'll be worth it for you at the end of the day, too. So keep putting yourself out there and make those big moves. Thanks, man. You too. <laughs> anytime, man. Anytime. Yo, just some more Florida things, Brian. So Sure. No offense with the in the terms of the whole state of Florida, there's probably that stereotype that people do some crazy things in Florida. <laughs> like you yes. had SNL Seth Meyers had his had a uh, segment once. What happened in Florida today? And, you know, 
us in the Northeast, you know, mm-hmm. see Florida, you know, definitely admire it. People run over it to all the time. They appreciate it. They always like to banter, say, what's the craziest thing the Florida man's doing or what's going on in there? I was just wondering, now that you are in the world of the great state of Florida, I was wondering, is is it just funny to you now, you know, as maybe the whole country sees Florida? I don't want to say as like a joke or anything, but mm-hmm. they just they just notice that Florida has a lot of interesting stories coming out of it. Yeah. Is, no, it, I, is it funny to you now that. that you're on the other side? It is funny. Like, I mean, once in a while you'll get the uh, like a Florida man, you know, the, you get all those headlines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did like kind of get put onto that when I was coming down here. Um, yeah. I will say, I don't think I've like had any like crazy, like, oh man, I just saw like a Florida man cookie cutter story. Like that was wild. Um, but I, I definitely think like coming from up North where we're from, especially in Connecticut and Norwalk moving down here, there's a totally different culture. Um, especially compared to like where I was at in Virginia too. Um, mm. some I really enjoy, I think are, are for the better. Some I think like, yeah. um, but I'll, I'll tell you this, man, old people are fucking crazy. That's one thing I've learned about Florida. They still go out, they still get down and yeah. they act like they're 20, whatever, 30 years old. Um, it's like a, a new life for them, I guess. But yeah, that's what I'd, I'd say, I guess. Um, about hey, Florida. you know, enjoy the human spirit while you got it. You, you yeah. might as well at that point. 100%. I mean, you work all like for most people, right? You, I guess you like kind of worked a good amount of your life, you know, because a lot of people retire in Florida to get here. Once you get here, right? Right. Make make the most of it. I mean, that's what you you try to do and why you try to get here. Um, but yeah, and also I'll say this about Florida: I have seen gators. They are a thing. Yeah. It's not a rumor. I've seen them. They're <laughs> they're here. They live here. Um, it's it's kind of cool sometimes too. But others, it's like ah, oh, wow. You're like a gator, like walked on like a golf course. And you're like, what if I was out there? But yeah, that hasn't happened yet either. Is it like the gator is like to the deer up north? <laughs> Do you see mm-hmm. him as frequently like that? I would say as frequently as that. Um, funnily enough, where I used to work at Gartner, when um, we were in the office before COVID, mm-hmm. uh, there actually was a little gator in our pond. It was like three feet. So whenever me and my buddies would go like on a lap for after lunch, um, once in a while, I would see it just like chilling out there. It was a little hey. thing. It would never hurt anyone, but. Yeah. Yo, save the gators out here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's cool. That's cool. I was wondering whether someone like in Florida, like, you know, do they have any special food chains? Like I've heard like of Bojangles or anything like that. Have you been uh, enjoy the like Benny Hanna's? I don't know if they're down there, but I know there's one from Wolf of Wall Street. They said on the Benny Hanna, (sighs) Miami. There's one that I really like. It's not the Benny Hanna. What is the um Jimmy Buffett? Jimmy yeah. Buffett's. I love Jimmy Buffett's. <laughs> Jimmy um, Buffett's. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett's dope. They have good food, good drinks. And I actually think um by the beach near me down here in Fort Myers Beach, they're putting one up soon. Okay, um, okay, so okay. I, so I like some Jimmy Buffett. Um there's another chain around here called Bahama Breeze. I like. Um I think around just like Florida in general, though. In terms of like restaurants and stuff, we have very similar chains. There hasn't been like too many that have stuck out to me that I'm like, wow, wow, like that's a mm-hmm. really cool Florida chain. But a lot of um, just everywhere, like two for one, like drink deals at like happy hour. Like it's like a Ooh. crazy standard, um, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, but everything's just like in that department too, I feel like is a lot cheaper. Um, like you go home, let's say like a beer, it's like seven, eight bucks. Like here, it's like oh. three or four. Like, <laughs> Can't so, get tired of that. <laughs> yeah. So that like that's cool. Um 
but yeah, I don't know. I've noticed like just I, every other place I've been, I, I've never seen all these happy hours, like two for one, whatever. Um, so that's just something I've noticed. See, Southern hospitality is real. It is. I learned that. At, I learned that at JMU too. Um, even in Virginia, Southern hospitality mm. starts that soon. So, okay. So people it really is a real thing. Do take sure. the time out to be genuine and kind and have patience, huh? Oh yeah. I would definitely say more than like up North. Um, and I don't think like it's a, you know, Northern people are like asshole thing. I think it's just like the culture. Yeah. It's like, Hey, like I wake up, like I'm on my grind. I'm doing my, my thing. Like I'm on my path. Like, you know, I, I can't deviate off of it so much. Whereas like others, maybe in the South, it's like, you know, I'm doing my thing, but I can set aside a couple minutes to like talk to this person or like genuinely show interest or care. Um, yeah. I would say, but I would definitely say like, there's a different, there's a definitely a little bit of a difference. Like Southern hospitality is a fact. It's a thing. It shows that people have the patience and then it's not as serious as maybe we make it out to be up North and maybe we can take those lessons from all our yeah. friends down in the South. Yep. I'm definitely happy. I have my like Northern roots though, because mm-hmm. I feel like that being said too, and maybe this like, this is funny. So speaking of restaurants as well, yeah. um, like the service level way better up North. And I don't, really? I don't, and it's not like I, I've worked as a bus boy. I'm not like a stingy customer. I just think like, it's just that kind of goes back to that. Hey, like I'm not in a rush. Like I'm not trying to like, right. we're, we're all here to have a good time. We're not like trying to make your food like good and quick. Like, it's just like, we're just kind of going with the flow. Whereas up North, it's like, yeah, hey, I've got my dinner in like 40 minutes. Like what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, so sometimes like I've noticed that too, but I think, Again, I think it's just like a culture difference. Yeah, it's all it's all about that quality over quantity at the end of the day. It all circles back to that. And yeah, yeah, this just shows more reason. Just enjoy this life while we can, especially in this crazy year. Yeah, man. Yo, another thing I want to ask you about. Obviously, I know you're a golf fan. How's it been this year for you? You've been uh, having a good season playing out there on those beautiful Florida courses and such. Dude, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I suck at golf. I'm so bad. I've never even broken a hundred. I get out there and I have fun with my buddies. Like, you know, there's nothing better than just hitting like the golf course and having a few beers with your friends. But I, I suck. Like it, it's frustrating, especially it's frustrating for me too. Cause like, I feel like I'm pretty decent when it comes to like other pickup sports. Like I play a lot of things and like golf. I just, I can't get a grip on, I probably need to play it more. Um, yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like just repetition, repetition. It wasn't like a main thing I did growing up, but I have fun when I'm out there. I try not to get like frustrated, but sometimes the competitive, like the competitor in me is just like, dude, <laughs> Oh, like I, I can't keep right. like double bogeying every hole and have fun. Like, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a ton. Like, that's one thing too. Uh, fun fact about Fort Myers. It is actually, I believe in the U S the number one per square mile, like the most golf courses per square mile anywhere Ooh. in the U S. Um, I, I believe so. Someone told me that, so you could fact check me, but if not, it's up there. Um, so there's plenty of golf courses around here. I, I do play a decent amount, um, especially in the summer, because um, if anyone doesn't have the app like golf now, it's great. 
use my discount code. This is my my plug. Um, but, <laughs> yes, uh, please give us a give yeah, it to us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But it's just like an app basically just tells you when like unbooked tea times are and it gives you like a discounted rate. And like here in the summer when there's like a ton of open spots because it's so hot and no like old people want to play. Yeah. You can get on a course for like literally 18 holes in a cart for like 25 bucks. So it's holy. Yeah, it's pretty cool there. So that's usually when I'm out there because I'm like, I'm not going to spend a hundred to just go mm-hmm. stuck. Like I'd rather spend a very modest price and then just go suck. <laughs> right. Like I feel like we're at this age of our life where now we get into golf for real. Cause it's, it, you notice, wow, people really play golf forever at this lifetime. Point. Like yeah. the last time, like now that you're, you know, you're starting your career. I mean, you'll play, you know, pick up games and such, but there's no more intramural season if you're not a pro yet, but you have yep. golf. Now you're going to be playing this next 50 years. And yeah, True. we just have to start getting used to it. But hey, I bet maybe in a few years you'll have a legit handicap as I'm trying to, too. I'm, I'm pretty bad myself. But yep. I love putting, but I just love the game and, you know, not really paying attention to the PGA more now and could break it down. I feel like it's just that point of life where you just start to get into golf, you know? Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've definitely appreciated it more. And like when I watch it now, I'm like, Jesus, these guys are something special. Yeah, right you could give me a hundred strokes like at a shot that these guys do regularly. And I'd never even hit, come close to hitting it. It's just like, wow. But when I was younger, I would watch and be like, this is so boring. I don't right. like, you just like develop an appreciation for it. I think the more you play and the older you get. Absolutely. And pretty much you just really focus on Tiger, maybe like Phil Mickelson when I was growing up, but it, now yeah. we have legit personalities from like Kyle, Kyle Morisaka, um, the Shambo and Bryson uh, Kepka right now is Brooks a pretty big one. Yeah, yeah. The, they the legit rivalry they have. Going what what team are you? Going. I'm curious. You Kepka or you um, the Shambo? It's really tough because I just love Bryson DeChambeau is just a savage. It's like watching a guy hit 450 foot home run. Yeah. He started to be more accurate with it. And he turns it to like this bodybuilder turned into golfer. But I think of going with Brooks. He's like the nice bro of golf. Like he's like a bro, but like a sophisticated one. And by bro, I mean like just someone our age connect with. I mean, he doesn't get out of hand and he has a great sense of humor too. But yeah, I think, you know, gun to my head, I'm team Brooks for the sake of the fact. I think he's a good face of golf and he's fun as a personality to it. And Bryson's fun too, but he just, he just, has, just smashes that. He's the Hulk playing out there. Which, which yeah. side are you on? I'm a, I'm definitely team Brooks. I yeah. agree though. DeChambeau is really fun to watch. Like anytime he's on the, on the tee box, it's must see TV. Cause he just, I mean, torques his whole body and lungs. Yeah, right. Ball. It's crazy. It's like happy um, more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I just like my preference is just Brooks. I, I find him like, like you said, kind of like a, a bro on the golf course. He's funny. Um, and just like they're back and forth. I don't know. I feel like sometimes he edges them out with like the mental games and it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, cool. right. I mean, what, who was the one he, they dropped the caddy and then I think Bryson dropped, was it Bryson dropped his caddy? And then Brooks does hire him right away over. I didn't. Did that happen? That's crazy. If he did, that's a yeah. big play. I might have this no switch way. up, but I'm like confident Bryson dropped his caddy and then Brooks took him over and then he did a uh, trolling post. That's awesome. I saw one that, that he did um, that I really liked. I guess um kept uh, not Kepka. Sorry. Uh, DeChambeau was in like warm ups or whatever. Yeah. And everyone was like chanting something about Brooks and like, 
kept not i keep getting them dechambeau got like those fans like kicked out <laughs> yeah. so brooks comes on twitter is like hey heard a couple of you guys like got your weekend cut short from the tournament for any of those that you did me and michelob ultra like dm me we're gonna send you a, a 30 See, rack of beer it's like i love that about. it's like yeah. dude like that's just so awesome and also great was Justin Thomas is fun to watch. And, uh, you know, John Ron, that comeback after getting cut yeah. from COVID and then winning the PGA championship. That was cool. I, mean, I saw that. That's some poetic justice right there. For sure. And yeah, golf's in a good spot. And I think probably my favorite really is Colin Morikawa, what he's been doing. And he's a funny guy. I listen to him in interviews. It's nice to show some more personalities beyond, you know, the Tiger Woods, which is obviously great. I mean, he won the Masters two years ago. What a story. And oh, yeah. Phil Mickelson, he won... Um, he won. He won. Oh, why am I blanking? Not the US. Was it PGA? Yeah, he won too. Exactly. P- he won PGA. No, that. Or the US Open? Was it? That's that's the one he's missing to get the um triple crown. Let me get this real quick. I don't want to say Masters, but it wasn't the Masters. Um, yeah, um I'm gonna have the answer in three, two. One, so the big he won his um okay i got it right here all right yeah he won pga in uh okay. this year which was great yeah and, like 51 um, so exactly to win that that's crazy the lefty too i'm a lefty golfer so you know oh, you? oh yeah nice. so we always got love for uh there's a fellow Southpaws and not a lot of them. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. Even at some courses, they don't have lefty golf um, clubs. So it's a, it's a good time with that. And I just love this time of getting really into golf on top of all the other sports. And it's a good time. And by the way, Colin won the British Open is what I meant to say. Ah, uh, Okay. And, um, yeah, they just announced the, uh, today they announced the new tournament schedule and we'll see where it goes. So that's what I think we have to do one day, Ryan. Get on the links, get on the links. Yeah. Even if it's just a back nine or whatever, we'll, uh, make that happen one day. Yeah, for sure. I'd be up for it. And speaking of the other sports. Yeah. Why don't we hit on some, let's hit on some baseball right now. I know you're a big Met fan, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You must be psyched in this time. I know, you know, depending who you ask, the Mets are either having a really good season, they're division winners, or they're having a bad season and they're taking advantage of a bad division. But we're now seeing the Braves made some big moves over the deadline and the Phillies have been winning a lot. How are you feeling about your Mets, Ryan? So I'm feeling good. A couple reasons why. Um, And yeah, I agree. Like it depends on who you ask. So I've been a Mets fan all my life. I've never seen them win. Um, I've seen very, very, very mediocre seasons. Luckily Mm -hmm. we we made it to the world series. I think it was 2015, Um, but which was awesome. It was kind of like a Cinderella one and we ended up kind of pissing the whole thing away because of errors. But that aside, Uh. (laughs) I am, uh, I'm ecstatic for two reasons. Like for one, our new owner, Love him. Stevie like, Cohen. So your team, yeah. Stevie Cohen. Dude, he, he actually like <laughs> cares. He's, he's dipping yeah, into right? his pockets and making moves. He wants us to win. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Like, I feel like for years, um, we just, we're putting like 
minor league talent, like on the field, quite frankly, like we weren't, you know, going yeah. after people. We weren't making moves in the off season. We weren't like willing to write big checks. Um, but yeah, as of right now, we got Lindor. We just picked up Baez. Um, mm-hmm. I know DeGrom's hurt, but like, I mean, goddamn, he's the best pitcher in the league. It's insane. Yeah. We're watching greatness. Yeah. We really are crazy. these last few years. Um, I don't, I don't think like, like I know we're in first in the division. Um, and I might spite myself by saying that I'd be surprised if we, you know, won the world series. And at the end of the day, like that's the goal, um, this year, but my excitement is the fact that in the short amount of time, we've made some very good pickups. We're clearly like scanning the market constantly to add assets, which we were never doing before. And I think at the end of the day, that's only going to lead to us finally getting to that point and hopefully coming over the hump of winning a world series. So I'm, no I'm very will excited ponds. about my Mets. Huh? Yeah. No more will ponds. No more will yep. pond. What are you thinking? You can have legitimate expectations. Exactly. And like you said, remember like Eric Campbell was a cleanup hitter at one point or like a John Mayberry jr. That's how, you know, dude, it was honestly like the past couple of years, it's been hard to even watch them. Like <laughs> I, yeah, it's, it's, that it's been tough, but we've, I feel like we've really, are starting to turn it around. So yeah, nice comeback. Who, so who else you like from these teams? Like who are some of your favorite players you've been uh, really enjoying in this new era? In the new era, like just in general in baseball. Yeah. Think, well, yeah. Tell me about baseball besides the Mets on top of the Mets. Like you mentioned also like your Lindor's, your biases, your yeah. DeGrom's polar bear, Pete Alonzo's. He looks like someone you could just have a beer with yeah. in real life regularly. And he's just, 450 bombs and stuff he's he's awesome he's been someone that's really developed for us um homegrown too nowhere like you said yeah um i think just in general in baseball like i think mike trout is the best like he's he is by far and away the best all-around player in the league um i think mookie betts is an incredible player as well like uh like five i'll even say like a six star five tool like player right every single aspect of the game he excels at yeah um so i I really like those guys um i mean obviously you got those guys that are coming up right now like tatis jr um lindor one of them um i really like uh why is his name escaping me right now um he's on the nats um juan soto juan soto thank you i love him i don't know why but i just like when i see him stand in the batter's box you could just tell like his swing is so vicious. He doesn't like give up on any at bats. Um, I think, yeah, he's young too. And I, I, I like him a lot. Um, you know, obviously like I, I like judge, even though I'm a Mets fan, like I, I like watching him. I think he's, he's been really cool. I'm really excited to see what Glaber Torres turns into. I think he's got a, a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I, I love yeah, that. Right? I, always, I always love seeing like someone that like their dad was in the league and then their son grows up and like kind of seeing like how they follow in their footsteps or like whatever their legacy ends up being. I always yeah. love that. Um, and I think he's already starting to really, you know, make a name for him. Well, he's already made a name for himself, but like really starting to engrave himself and looks like he'll, he's going to keep taking off. So I would say like all those guys, I, I really enjoy just hearing about and watching. There's others too, but yeah, on the top of my head. I do think this year specifically, baseball's done better. A lot of people complain about how they market their players, but specifically in the 2021 season, I think they've been making more of a push on their Instagrams, showcasing their players, like having people care, having Otani becoming this uh, this attraction. I forgot him. He's awesome. It's uh, it's been a good time for baseball. It really has been. 
I think they're just having like more fun out there. Like I yeah. feel like in the field, like I'm just watching like more high fives and more smiles. Like, I don't know. It just seems like all around, like baseball, like they're having more fun. Like, you know, definitely. I think that's what we need. And it shows that it's not that serious or deep and, you know, having the crowds back show their appreciation and a really interesting trading deadline that made legit headlines. We're, we're, we're in for a good ride this fall and such. Um, no pun intended in that. I was just about to say. <laughs> <and such. laughs> That's funny. Yo, man, another thing. I know you're a huge hockey fan, big Ranger yeah. fan. First on I this, am. you heard about this Evander um, Kane story about no. it. Really? No, no, no. What's What happened? So, allegedly, Evander Kane plays on the um, San Jose Sharks. Uh-huh. He was known to have a gambling issue, right? And his wife and him are having a messy divorce and she just went huge bombshell on Instagram saying that he would bet on games. He, she actually said she, he would throw games that he was playing in to do bets. So really messy situation. Yeah. Like throwing his own games that he's betting on himself. Exactly. That's claiming. That's what she's claiming. All this. That is a bomb. So, you know, I have not heard of that. Wow. This is going to be a big story. That's going to be on probably up until the season starts. And um, that's just one thing that's a mess, but um, hopefully it's not true. And, you know, you don't want to see that, especially sports um, gambling being legalized. Um, Well, the ability to nationwide is up to the States to allow it. And um, yeah, that's just one crazy headline off the NHL world. I'll say, yeah, I didn't know about that. I'll say it's kind of like, I know Pete Rose didn't ever been on any games of himself, um, but it kind of sounds like a similar situation. I'll say if that's true, screw that guy. Like that's just bullshit. You can't do that. Exactly. Um, You can't like cost your own team. Like, yeah, the integrity of the game is broke there. And like for a selfish gain, I I think that's ridiculous. Um, Also say, you never know, like if, they're going through a divorce. That's very emotional. Tensions are high. Exactly. Like, you never know what. You know, this people, is solely people based have off claimed of a lot of things in those situations yeah. too. I'm hoping that maybe this is just the case because I would hate to see that because he's a, he's a great player. Like he's good, and I would right. hate to see like just know that a top caliber player is like uh, suppressing his talent for exactly. monetary gain when he's already getting paid plenty. Is we just got that big max me. deal. Yeah. Exactly. So. so I have to keep an eye on that. I, I have not heard of that, and that's really interesting. I'm uh, fingers crossed that that's more of just a rumor. Exactly, exactly. So how about this? Why don't we focus on the Rangers? Yeah, They've go had Rangers, qu- baby. Quite a transition. You know, last season ended kind of awkwardly yeah, the yeah. whole time. What did you make of the whole Tom Wilson incident and stuff? And uh, yeah. did you? I know that, um, you know, it was nice to see the players fight for, it was fight cool. for their players. It was cool. Even if they didn't necessarily win the fight, but it was nice to see a nice end of a uh, crazy, crazy season. But then it did lead to them cleaning house, new GM, new coach. Yep. And we'll see where this happens. You know, the GM and Chris Drury. Very cool. I'm I'm a fan. Definitely. You have Gerard Gallant now, the um, the new coach of the Rangers and his big claim to fame. He led the Vegas Golden Knights to a Stanley Cup, just short of a Stanley Cup in his very yep. first season. Now he's a Rangers coach. Yeah. A lot of things to look forward to. So first, talk to me. What do you think about the end, the whole Tom Wilson? Incident. Yeah. And then we'll talk so, about this upcoming season. Yeah, absolutely. So that whole situation is interesting because I know like it got a lot of like 
a what what is hockey now what we can't fight um right and on top of that too like oh you know, look at his track record. So my honest and brutal opinion, because I've watched that play many times, I've gone back and forth with a bunch of my friends and I'll try and like keep my Rangers bias out of it. So, mm-hmm. and again, for will explain it is this, like for anyone that hasn't played hockey or is not a hockey fan, if you are, you know this, and it's similar in baseball, there, there's a code to the game, right? Yeah. And the, the, one of the codes is you don't, you don't touch my fucking goalie. So right. if someone's in the crease after they have it, whatever defenseman, at all costs, you clear house. You get on, you get the opposing team out there. That's kind of where like that situation started. If you watch the video, right? So like mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, I forget who he checks in the back of the head. Kind of like clears house on Panarin. Um, not Panarin. It was the guy before that, and I he forget who. Home. I forget who, and I'm mad that I'm forgetting it. We'll get to Panarin in a second. But you you clear house and you get those guys out of the way, like when they're standing over your goalie, they're in front of you. And in the video, the guy is not even like his backs towards the goalie. His head is on the ground, mm-hmm. completely defenseless. And then Tom pushes like his stick and his hands like on his head. Yeah. That's-, that's breaking. That is breaking another code of when someone's defenseless, like clearly not doing anything. Like there's no, don't cheap shot someone. Right. So I get the, like where some people say like, Hey, he's clearing out things out of the goalie. Like I understand. But like in that scenario, I didn't think it fell under like that type of play Two. once he did that here's the next code you protect your fucking teammates no matter what it is you're always on your teammate's side right or wrong so rangers players come in capitals players come in right a lot of going on a lot of shuffling this this, and this the last code i'll talk about is whoever the star players are right your players on the team protect them at all costs and it's also like kind of an unwritten thing like hey on the other team you're not you're you don't try and cheap shot the stars right you can obviously like check them, whatever. But when it comes to like fighting and stuff, like you're going to have to go through five other guys before you drop the gloves with our star player. Like it doesn't matter. Literally. Like if Panarin drops the gloves, I guarantee you all other four guys that are on the ice are going to rush over, skate over, drop their gloves and like not let him fight. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's like that. So anyways, you accepted it, your fate at that point. So get ready. Exactly. So <laughs> in that scrum, Wilson was going after, again, I believe the guy pushed down all this other stuff. But he finds he finds Panarin, and I know in the moment, like things are happening quick. But I know in the moment he knows it's Panarin, and uses yeah. that opportunity for a guy that is way smaller than him, a much more like skilled, compact type player, and just tries to like trounce him, yeah. right? And like I thought the viol- like in my opinion, from like the fact that he tried to hit a guy down and in the head, moreover, when he's literally like his arms are really like at his like sides like his yeah. head is on the ice like they're not even like he has no defense and on top of that too in that whole scrum finding panarin and then just like dragging him to the ground um willingly like and knowing while all the other guys are tied up like i thought the whole thing was bullshit um i get it it's hockey like it, you know fighting happens and like it's a rough sport um but those couple like those two progressions i really wasn't a fan of um and i actually respect wilson a lot i like his game he's a guy that's an enforcer can like pick up the energy for your team and also like actually contribute. He's not just like a fighter. Like he actually scores and puts up points, Yeah, but was not a fan of that. I thought he absolutely should have gotten suspended. And I thought it was kind of BS that the next game, you know, obviously with all the fights and stuff, one of our guys, you know, took a run at him and like ended up getting suspended back, like rightfully so like whatever, but like he should have been suspended for that. Like at least one game, the fact that he wasn't, I think is ridiculous. Um, yeah. 
but that was a that was a big moment. It was cool though to see like a whole line brawl. You don't see those often. Um, no, you don't. <laughs> it actually reminded me of when the Rangers did that against the Devils back in like 2011 or whatever it was. Right. Um, I remember watching that with my dad. But yeah, that, that's my opinion on the whole thing. Um, aside from that, though, actually, I'll, I'll, I want to hear your opinion. Then I'll talk about like the rest of the Rangers and what we got going on. So. By the way, that play that started all was him against a hit against um, Brandon Lemieux, I believe. Okay. I'm that correctly. Lemieux. Okay. But, so, yeah. So we hit Lemieux like on the ground, and everything just like spiraled from there. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck that. But you know, I think in a time where the Rangers, in a these last few seasons, a bit tough for them. You know, you, yes. That early decade, they were killing it, making the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. Whether yep. it gets you know, tough loss, playoff losses against Tampa and then the Devils. Then you go to the Stanley Cup and, you know, what was it? Out of five games, four of them were in overtime and they lost all of them. And, you know, the famous Marion Gabernick, beloved Ranger, gave the pass to um, Martinez that would gave the yeah. win for Lundqvist. I think in the last, by the time that ended, that last really tough playoff losses, it was in 16 against Pittsburgh. I and then it was all downhill from there. You know, Henrik goals had the heart problem. Yeah. Um you see McDonough go to win Stanley Cups with uh, Two of them. happy to see that for him though. Yeah. But I it is tough to see him do it in another jersey because he's a yeah. great player. Exactly. Then you see like Carl Haglin leave and then all this. Then you have this yep. team rebuilding when they weren't really necessarily ready or supposed to you know, and then dismissing Vignol, it's been a, uh, it, they really, and then you see this rise of the Islanders who's been um, something else really making yep. those push very close from knocking out the uh, Islanders. And that was the real Stanley cup instead of the Canadians lightning. Yeah. I think it was just leading up to this. Dan Quinn wasn't really that good of a coach, not even making the playoffs, not really starting a spur, like a, you know, a Tortorella did and stuff. I think they oddly needed a thing like this moment to happen. Now, I don't want to mm-hmm. see anyone get hurt. And also, yeah. don't forget, Panarin had that whole Russian probe thing. That was an issue. Yeah. This team was a mess, really, for lack of a better word. Yep. And again, I don't want to see the players get hurt because of what happened. But this was a nice, you know, get me up towards the end of the season. And you have all this momentum. I think. You know, I'm not people love to criticize Dolan, but he did make the right decision in, you know, cleaning house. You have beloved Chris Drury um, now leading the team. People are excited with this coaching hire. I think this was, though it was an awkward and even embarrassing moment for the franchise, it really, I think, will lead into better for better days. Watch out for Sister Chicken. He's going to be a great replacement yes. at the goal. And let's just rock and yep. roll from there. I know the Islanders cannot have any more momentum with um, <laughs> their, what yeah. they've been doing the last couple of years, but there's no reason why the Rangers can't make a push for it too. Remember, they did make the bubble um, they did. last season and uh, you can only go up from there. So that's how I feel. This moment, I think, will really spark a whole new era in Rangers hockey. I agree. I think... Um a lot of changes need to be made and there's no like doubting. We are definitely in the, a rebuild phase, but yep. I think through that phase, we've done a good job. Like if you look at our roster right now, I mean, we got a bunch, we have the youngest team in the league. And yep. for anyone that doesn't know the NHL right now is completely transitioning to these newer, younger, faster skill guys, like the, yeah. the game, the flow, the movement of it is entirely changing. And these younger guys are the ones that are leading that change. Um, so right now we have a very young team, but the young guys that we've brought in 
our, our high skilled level recruits. Um, we got very lucky. We got that second overall draft pick and then we got the first overall draft pick. Yeah. Cabo Caco and Lafiniere. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing those guys. And then on top of that too, we have two studs in Panarin and Zibanejad. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, Adam Fox, our defenseman just won the Norris trophy this year. Yep. He emerged. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if we're there yet. I think we definitely have the firepower. Um, it's, it's hard to say. It's not like basketball. It's like, Oh, you only need like one more piece. Like <laughs> Literally, I, right? I'm a firm believer. Like at the end of the day, hockey, you can have your stars, but it really all matters about how the team gels and the chemistry. Like how does the puck flow? How does it move? And it doesn't matter like what the names are on, on the team. Like it just right. matters who's out there and how they move it. Um, exactly. They're a true team sport in that sense. Very true team sport. And I, I'm hoping that with all these changes, the talent that we do have, the, the age of the talent um, and the new general manager, Chris jury. I, I love, I love when GMs are ex players because I feel like there's just a whole other level of understanding that, needs to happen. Um, especially with today's day and age, cause I'm telling you out of all the sports and again, you know, bias aside, hockey is changing so much more rapidly than the others. Like if you look at a game from five years ago and a game from five years now, the, the flow of it, the movement, the speed of it is entirely different. Like you, it's crazy. And you got that uh, big deal from ESPN. So, you know, bringing yep. more of a mainstream yep. into it and the TNT signing as well. Yep. It's just only going to add more exposure to the game than ever before. It should. Playoff hockey needs to blow up because it is yeah. the best. It's the best. If, if anyone out there is a sports fan and you're not watching playoff hockey, figure it out because it's so much passion, so much excitement. You never know what's going to happen. All the games going to like to the wire or overtime. Yeah. It's great. Nothing beats it. And it's for anybody. So you're all good. Like, look at the what the Blues did two seasons. They were literally the last place team going in the offseason. It's break. all about who gets hot. Like I said, yeah. it doesn't matter who's on the team or what. Like, it just all who's playing right at the right time. It, it really, it, that's all it comes down to. Yeah. I really think, especially with the TV deals and shouts to Batman. I know people have his criticism for him, but those TV deals are humongous and completely yeah. leaving them, leaving NBC, I think for the right reason. And you're just adding more of the exposure for it. You're going to excite people and you will, you'll now have more than the one um, sports center report on the Stanley cup post. Now yeah. I think that's going to change now and it's going to go naturally. So it's a good thing. It's a good time to be a hockey fan. I think so too. And I follow like the NHL social media um, and a couple other accounts. I'll tell you what, they do it right. Like, I feel like they yeah. really got a beat on the consumer um, and, and they really make it fun. And they've been kind of ahead of some of these other leagues. Like, for, like, for example, like the NFL is non-existent when it comes to social media. Like, I just don't <laughs> think they do it like yeah, for what they are. Like they could, uh, they're just not that great. Whereas the NHL for being a much more small market sport, the, they, I feel like they've really focused on the little things that surround them outside of the sport that helps grow it. And, they, yeah. and they've done a really good job. That's key at perfecting them. Yeah. Or That's at least trying key. to, you have to get the other aspects. The NFL will always be its mainstay because it's big all over. People love their football. Uh, it's, it's weird to say they don't really need much of a social media influence naturally because it's just so massive. But yep. the NHL having these players do TikToks, having these players go amongst the streets, having that behind the scenes look, um, yep. having those personal, you know, goal scoring, you know, hear the genuine sound of the reaction. Those are big doing those polls. You're right. NHL social media does right. And it's going to help them in the long run. I think so. I definitely think so. I'm excited. 
for the Rangers and the league. So we'll see. Let's where it goes. do it. So good times ahead, yeah. man. Yo, also Ryan. Speaking of NFL, you excited for the season? You for coming up? How you feeling about the NFL season? I am. Um, You're a Jets fan, right? No, I'm actually a Saints fan. Saints, Saints. fan. Excuse me. Sorry no, about that. No worries. Um, I am excited. It'll be interesting to see what we do this year. You know, obviously we've had Drew Brees for forever. Um, this is the first season without him and Jameis at the helm, but yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm very optimistic. And I think for a good reason, I think, you know, obviously us losing Drew, um, well, let me say this, you know, Drew's obviously a legendary hall of fame quarterback. He wants to be absolutely fantastic, but toward the end of his career, like, I don't know, I think with the modern age, you got to have someone that's mobile and a little bit more, arm strength he was definitely losing that towards the end yeah. and i don't want to like again put him down because the guys i have his jersey like I, he's my favorite saint outside of reggie bush and i love him but i think it was time for him to go like the injuries and stuff aside um and i'm optimistic because Jameis, although he's had his qualms He's athletic. He has a strong arm. And I think he's been under the program and under Drew for, and Sean Payton for a long time. And it's yeah. going to be a very similar Teddy Bridgewater type thing where, because we have, we have, we actually have a defense now, which is huge. Um, but we also have a very strong offense and Sean Payton is a mastermind that I don't think you're going to see the same Jameis that was in Tampa Bay, just hurling the ball far, like going for bombs, getting picked off. Like it's going to be a much more calculated, skill set type game that you know is going to be customized to Jameis's strengths um and he's going to be more of like a a game manager in a way so i'm i'm hoping that that's the outcome and that'll lead us to a lot more victories because i think we absolutely have the talent the qb aspects one thing that we gotta see if it works out or not absolutely remember when Jameis did leave Tampa, he did have 30 touchdowns. Now he had 30 interceptions, but that's neither yep. here nor there now. But he knows how to score in his position. He can scramble. He yep. is, he, I do think, had the bad end of the stick a lot in his NFL career. He did. I'll tell one more thing about him, and this is for <laughs> anyone that doesn't know. He just got his eyes fixed the whole time. <laughs> He's been like having the shittiest vision out there. I, I kid you not, look it up. He finally yeah, I remember got hearing a, that. It was either contacts or LASIK. So now he finally can see. Um, and for anyone that's played sports, that's huge. So yeah. I think that's another aspect that will hopefully change his game as well. Um, can't, you can't complete passes to what you can't see. So those LASIKs go wrong. One of my favorite coworkers of all time when I worked today, and this guy, Mike, he said the best decision of his life next to getting married was doing LASIK eye surgery. Dude, I'm saving so up that. for LASIK. I swear to God. Yeah. Eye contacts, I, I want to get LASIK so bad. Yeah, like people, that's one surgery that I've heard like really makes a difference and yeah. makes people's eyes better. Yeah, so, and I mean, in a oh, sense, it saves you money over time. Like, yeah, I keep buying right? contacts over a couple of years, like the ROI will add up. <laughs> hey, man, get that stuff. And, you know, I know. I know. Good touch. Sure. Remember, you have Alvin Kamara coming back. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's a game changer. People we like what Trey Kwan Smith Devon- has. Yeah, Trey Kwan Smith. We, um, we just picked up Devontae Freeman, too, actually. Yeah. He did yeah. some good work for the Giants um, until he got hurt. But yeah. um, utility guy. Not, you know, obviously, yeah. Kamara's the back, but it'll be nice to just have someone. In case he gets hurt, right? Faith in him. So you got a lot of to look forward to, and I'm really excited for the Giants. Actually, I'm like, yeah, pretty confident we play each other this year. Um, no, it's a Jet. Yo, it is. Yeah, week four. Nice week Week four. four. 
Okay. Let's that'll, bring that'll it, a, man. That'll be interesting in my group chat. Uh, all of my buddies are Giants fans. You know, <laughs> Connor, Brody, Chris, Anthony. Um, yo, funny enough, I don't know if you know, I, I went out to visit Connor and Chris in California a couple yeah, weeks ago. But I saw we that there. We saw Victor Cruz, dude. Dude, I think, yeah, talk cool. to me, talk to me. You guys were out in like Hollywood Boulevard, right? Yeah, yeah. So we we were out there. We were going to go do the Hollywood hike that day. And we were okay. just like, all right, before we do it, let's go see the boulevard, right? And the stars and stuff. Um, Next thing you know, we turned the corner and I didn't even recognize him. It was um either Anthony or Brody. And there's Victor Cruz doing like a game show on the side of the street, like interviewing people for E! News. So Brody, Christian, and um, Chris went up and they did theirs like before we kind of saw them, like they actually played with them. And then me, Anthony, and Connor were like, hey, like we're Giants fans. Um, Well, they kind of said that. But they were like, we just get a picture. So we took a picture (laughs) with them. And then he was like, hey, I did you guys a favor. You want to do me a favor? And we're like, yeah, what's up? He's like, would y'all play on this game show for us? We're like, yo, absolutely. Wait, is is this footage out there? Yeah, it actually is. Um, we we got a little recording of it. It's like it was it it was called a cru- I think it's called cruising the streets on E News. Cruising the really? streets. Really? Um, yeah, we got on there. I I got okay, everyone. They, let's go. Everyone they produced to me though. I got like the guesses wrong. I, what he was doing, he was holding like a big like um board or a picture, and it would be like a celebrity's tattoo or like hair or like a feature, and you'd have to like guess no the celebrity. Um, but yeah, the one I did, I I got like three guesses wrong. We produced, <laughs> but. I got on there. We saw Victor Cruz. It was cool. He was a cool guy. But aside from the ones Love that they showed, like he was laughing at us. Um, you know, dapped us up and we we left, but we just kind of wished him luck and we're like, That's awesome. Yeah. It's some I'll tell you what though, I'm just as tall as Victor Cruz. So I don't know what they had him listed as, but he's he's not like he's a obviously a very big muscular guy, but he's not very right. like tall. Like you want to he must you wouldn't expect that from like an NFL receiver. Right. Hey, yeah. it shows that it's possible if you got the skill out here and you do yeah. that Hall of Fame crew you guys have. Great dudes. Tell them I said what's up. Yeah, man. And, um, I told them I was coming on. They were excited. So, yeah, that's what's sure. up, man. I'm a big fan of all you guys. So uh, it's great to see what you've all been pulling off. And um, that's some great stuff. Just other just L.A. things. How'd you like it? Um, is it your first time out there? Yeah, I had never been um, to the the West Coast, excuse me, um, nor California. So going out and visiting was really cool. Just obviously mm-hmm. to see those guys because I hadn't in a while. Since, right. Like, Post-COVID too, that's special. Post-COVID pretty much. I hadn't even seen like I saw, I think, Anthony at Christmas um, and maybe Chris, but the other guys I, I hadn't at all. Um, so it'd been quite a while. So I was excited mm-hmm. to see them. But then also, too, like I said, I hadn't been to California ever. So it was kind of like exploratory as well. Um, it was that. awesome. I, I really liked it. It's, it, it's in a way like somewhat similar, I guess, to Florida. Like, I feel like when I was on the beach, like, well, I shouldn't say that. Like I felt like weather wise and stuff, like it felt similar. Um, but like, it's more of like a city, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas Florida, it's a little bit more, um, open, but right. it was really awesome. Like the beaches we went to were great. They had waves. Um, I hadn't body surfed in like a long time. So it was mm-hmm. cool, like be able to do that again. Um, you know, we, we did the Hollywood hike. The views were from that were awesome. Um, we were able to go out a few nights. So it was just good to, leave, cool. you know, go out and have a good time with the boys. Um, That's what's up. And then, yeah, like Chris and Connor, they got a, they got a dope spot. You know, they're killing it out yeah, there. I was happy to see that. Yeah. Cause that, they just um like moved out on their own for the first time. That's where they decided to go. And it's kind of like, I guess in a way similar to me, right. They had their jobs and they were just like, you know what, let's, let's yeah. take a leap. So they might as well. 
yeah, they packed up their shit and went. So it was cool to see that, you know, they're settled in, they're doing well. Um, got to see Tony and Matera too. That was cool. Mm-hmm. She, um, lives like kind of close by to them, like 40, 45 minutes. So it was nice to see her having it in a while. Um, and we also, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. We went to the Dodgers game. We went to the Dodgers yeah, game. Yeah. How about dude, that? Tell me about that. Tell oh, me about how about game. the Dodgers game? So for one, Dodgers stadium is sick. I didn't realize yeah. it, but it's the biggest stadium. Um, and you walk in and you're immediately like, whoa, like this is yeah. a big ass baseball stadium. Um, and they've I been there since the sixties too. So yeah. Yeah. It was, that. it was cool. Um, we got great seats for pretty good price. And we all, um, we all threw money on the game, obviously, you know, had a little bets going, uh, okay, a okay. more exciting, but definitely so we're going through the game and like the Dodgers are down like the whole game up to the eighth inning. It's like four to one. And who are they playing? They were playing the D backs, okay. um, Arizona. Cool. Yeah. So we, they're down four to one in the bottom of the eighth inning, they rally, they make it four to four. So we're all like, right. Holy shit. Um, and the bets that I had, I had uh, the Dodgers minus one and a half. And then I think the over was um, five and a half. So at four and four. Okay. Four four, so you're like, just like, damn. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, Get it. You know, so uh, Arizona comes up three down quick and then we come up. So uh, I think Mookie got on base. Mm-hmm. Then Pujols walked. And then Max Muncy comes up. And so I'm like, oh, my God, like a single like, or whatever to drive in the run, like doesn't help us. But the guy comes up and smacks Bam. a walk off home run right, right to right field, which is like the same side we're sitting. And because of that, they won seven to four. So we all saw a walk off and collectively hit our bets. It, yes. was, it was electric. Like we were, <laughs> we were freaking out. It was, it was really cool. Definitely a, a highlight moment of the trip and something all I'll definitely remember just like with them, just sport moment. I've seen live. Beautiful. Um, it was cool. It was really I cool. I love that. That's an amazing story, dude. And um, I know baseball is a hard sport to bet on. It's so cringy because you don't have the time aspect. Yeah. It's like I'm not even like a big better. I just was like, hey, I'm going to the game. Why not? You know, but okay, it man, especially, especially in the state is doing. legal. So just do it. So yep. true. Did you have those famous Dodger dogs I've heard about? I did. I had to. I had two of them. I had two Dodger dogs. Worth um, the hype. Uh, I will say <laughs> they were good, but I don't know. Like I was expecting, cause I got the Supreme dog. So I, I was okay. like, all right, this one's got to come with like something on it. Or maybe it's like a better, whatever. It was just like a hot dog in a bun. And it was like <laughs> kind of long, I guess. But I was just like, damn, like, I don't know. I was expecting to just be like, oh, I had a Dodger dog today. You know, like that was really, really yeah. something good. It was good. I don't want to like shit on it. It was good, but MD I guess review. for the hype, lower the expectation a little bit like it's a hot dog you know okay cool yeah. cool well at least you got you at least you could say you've done it yeah it's so cool to have that experience i really want to visit the um the dodge I, I would do it if you could for sure yeah i visited my great friend from school out there october 19 so a little before the pandemic i loved every second of it i really yeah. enjoyed la a lot i love the camaraderie the food all the extra activities you can do that you can in the east yep. i mean it's it was a great time. You know, my funny LA story, I may mention it briefly here once, but long story short, we you know, he lived in downtown LA. I like the little scooters they allowed there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we're, they still have them. Yeah, cool, cool. That's what I like to hear. So we just go into this like upstairs, this huge rooftop party. And I saw people were very uh laid back, like really laid back. And I saw this person 
we were sitting here just hanging out, talking amongst, you know, we got it for free. The bar was fit. The uh, bar, the uh, no cover anything. Because the drinks were, you know, whatever drinks, but you were, you were fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if something felt not off, but just something that felt kind of funny. So they have this pool here. And then there's this girl in this, this like really elegant gown and lets it all out for everyone to see her. <laughs> she's walking Looking in. good. Yeah. I don't was like, what that's, she's very confident and uh, I could see why, but we asked like, you know, who is that? And this is the, I, I asked the photographer myself. She, he said this person's name. I can't even remember. And I was like, Oh, what does she do? She's like, Oh, she's a, she does adult films. She's an adult film star. <laughs> and I'm like, really? <sighs> well, I literally said, I could, I could see why. Um, and then I asked like, you know, what event is this? He said, yeah, this is the Pornhub Awards after party. <laughs> Pornhub Awards after party. They had the... No way. It was across the street was the actual award ceremony. And then they just... We just somehow got in. I mean, oh, I couldn't man, tell you. so funny. It was my buddy's boy who hooked it up, but we got in and I could say I was at the Pornhub after party. And wow. uh, that was the most Pornhub thing I saw there. Everyone else was just <laughs> chilling. And uh, man, I wonder what I, I really wonder what her name is. American has to be on the show. Say, so you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, maybe it would be funny if you were like, oh, I know that girl from somewhere. <laughs> Can't put my finger on it, but. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's nice awesome, though. Get it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, just my last L.A. thing is, uh, did sure. you see any famous people like on the streets or walking or at your airport? Because I saw Amanda Seyfried. You know Amanda Seyfried? Nah, I don't actually. You've seen Mean Girls? I've seen parts of it. Wait, I, I'm pretty sure you, you'll uh, maybe I once I show the picture. I bet I I bet I have once I see it. Yeah, she was in like Les Mis. Uh... I would say though, aside from like Victor uh, Cruz, I don't think we saw anyone famous really. Um, mm. That was really about it, unless you know we passed him and didn't realize. But right. yeah, he was really the only one. So is this girl? Do you you recognize her? <sighs> I don't. No, no, I don't. This I'm so bad with celebrities. Ah, that she looks more familiar there. Let's see. Yeah, that one looks a lot more familiar. Is that her in mean? That's not her in mean girls, is it? No, no. I just Google images through all they pulled up. But anyway, she was on my flight. We were waiting on the flight home. Uh-huh. I was like right next to her. Like I totally could have said hi. I was just so nervous, really. I didn't want yeah. her to say get away from me or like, no. You never would know what to do because you're like, do I play it cool or do yeah. I like totally fan like boy or like do I do a little bit of both? I don't I don't know. Like, <laughs> Literally, it was me to this a little like two feet this way. Like no one noticed her. It was just me and her chill and I like and like I know obviously I have all this movie stuff. I've seen a few movies so like I could totally yeah. like nerd out but I did chicken out the one time. And then, you know, who was also on our flight was Nick Cannon. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. What was, was he doing cool. on there? That's sick. I don't know. Just be Nick Cannon. You know, I saw he had four kids in four months or something like that. So <laughs> maybe he was uh, preparing for that. Flying to go see him. Hey, <laughs> from what we were talking about earlier, though, with the networking, take that as a lesson. Next time you see a celebrity, say what's up. Yeah, Never know. exactly. Never know. 
if she, if she hates me, then, uh, you know, I won't watch right movies you, anymore. You're right <laughs> where you started. So, yeah, the, lose. And don't take this you and you, I know, maybe, but maybe she loves you and she's like, oh, let me see your stuff. I got time to come on this plane. You're she right. loves it. And then absolutely never know. Never know. And then I'm in Amanda Seyfried movie. From now on, Ryan, if I'm that close, I'm just going to say what's up. Fuck it. Yep. What, what, what do I got to lose? The only Nothing. time, just don't, don't take this example seriously. But the only other time I had a friend, Long story short, they saw Lindsay Lohan in the city. They were smoking cigarettes. And he said, can I borrow your lighter to start a conversation? And she said, I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> and then walked away. Now, don't don't remember that example. It's just a funny story. I would have said, I don't want anything to do with you, but your lighter either. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you need to make mean girls, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, though, that he saw her still. Definitely awesome time. Man. Better to get denied by Lindsay Lohan for a lighter than I guess not say anything to her, right? Like yeah. you know, she got the story. Maybe you'd help her out. You know, maybe she was smoking too much and she needed a moment of reflection. You know, yeah, yeah, take my lighter. But um, either way, there's always lessons to be learned with that. For sure. Yo, man, Ryan, we've been killing it for an hour, bro. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you have been too. Yeah, man. Oh, it's, man. it's been awesome. I'm enjoying it. Definitely, man. I hope you want to come back on in the near future too. you know, be like a uh, recurring guest and such, especially with, uh, you know, need hockey coverage or just to chop it up and have our various combos. Love to have you back on, bro. Yeah, man. You know, just let me know. I'd, I'd be happy to do it. I, um, it's fun for me. Like I said, I, I just, I'm a talker as it is. So just kind of coming on and chopping up is, is a good time. So absolutely. Oh man, we're winning with that. That made my day hearing it, but yeah, we got to learn about your journey with Florida, hit golf, hockey, football, visiting LA. we talked about culture shocks and power networking. We really uh, got a nice range of things to talk about here is epic. Yeah, man, I would agree. So just one last thing I'd like to do with you before we uh, sign off for today. Okay. Or actually two things. All one, right. I just better. meant to, I meant to ask before you got that class, that picture of Eddie Van Halen in the background, right? I do. Yeah. Right over Yo, here. man. Yeah, that's my Dude. guy. So I know it was tough. RIP to the great Eddie Van Halen. Yep. But yo, is that your favorite band? So, or one of them, I should say. Okay. So good question. Um, I'll just preface this. I'm a huge classic rock nerd. I, yeah. I really, really enjoy it. Um, it's a great genre. If you're not into it, you should listen to it. Um, I'm into it because of my dad, but I would say Eddie is my favorite, like classic rock artist of all time. Uh, I think he's the greatest guitarist ever. I think the stuff that he did, on that instrument was revolutionary. Right. Is is still untouched. Um, and if anyone like hasn't seen Eddie Van Halen or doesn't really know about him, I strongly encourage you mm. to go on YouTube and type in Eddie Van Halen eruption. Um, it's like a 10 minute video mm -hmm. of him just like in these, he's in like orange pants and like shirtless, but listen, what they used to do back in the day at classic rock concerts, kind of like now, if you go to a rap concert, like, you know, you'll hear the song on the radio, but when you go see it live, like the artist might do a little extra like freestyle or like drop a verse, whatever. Back in the day, for anyone that doesn't know, they used to like do what's called jamming. So like yeah. they would hand it over to the guitarist and they would just kind of like basically freestyle on the guitar. Go look up Eddie Van Halen eruption with him just jamming at a concert. And it is insane. Like 
his fingers are going crazy. The noise is coming out of the guitar. No one else was even able to make those noises at the time. Um, and one other thing I'll just point out too, like I personally really like about that genre of music is, you know, you look at everyone today, there's auto tune, there's all these booths, there's like soundboards and, you know, things to edit, makes things sound different, this, this, and this back in the day, you had three, four, five, six guys, their instruments and their talents and a fucking amp and whatever came out of that, and the microphone was their art and there wasn't all that other stuff. And like, I think that that talent level and that cohesiveness doesn't happen much anymore. Um, so that's another reason why I like nerd out about it, but favorite bands outside of like Van, Van Halen's probably my top five. I probably say like one's Pink Floyd. Uh, Yo, two, I, was, I was bumping the wall this morning at the you? gym. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude, they're all Pink Floyd's awesome. Um, I've listened to Dark Side of the Moon straight way through so many times, just you, in so many different instances. It's awesome. Have you ever done the Dark Side of the Moon? You ever see the video that it perfectly lines up with Wizard of Oz? You ever heard that? I've Urban heard Legend? that. I have heard it's that. However, perfect. I've never done it. I, I've never done it, but I have heard that. Have you, have you done it? it? I've done it. It's actually, it, it's it really weird. It? It's really weird how perfectly they match up. I highly recommend that. Even if you just watch two minutes of it and put one of the songs, it's a solid YouTube watch to kill some time. I got to do that. Cause when I, I tell people a lot of the time that my favorite band like is Pink Floyd and like, I love dark side of the moon. A lot of people tell me about that. And like, for yeah. whatever reason, I just haven't done it. Um, that's another thing I like about Pink Floyd specifically, like shit like that. Like they're very spacey, like, Oh yeah, like Real kind trippy. of like sound, like spacey trippy sound. Yeah. Um so makes them, you think they do does make you think. I'd say them is one, Led Zeppelin two. Mm. Um my dad really put me onto them and I, I, I love, got a Led Zeppelin right here. Yeah. I don't know if you could see. Is that Robert Plant? Yeah. Rob Plant so, the crew, John Paul Jimmy Jones, Page. Jimmy Page. Yeah. John so right after the Eddie, by the way, I'd put Jimmy Page as a number two guitarist. He was sick too. Um I would say them, then um Maybe I would put Van Halen three, honestly. I really like a lot of their songs. Um, yeah, I'd probably say that that's maybe like my top three. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah Pink Floyd, dude. Led Zeppelin, Van Halen. Like you said, there's a real pr- appreciation for rock music, especially because you have to be oh, yeah. instrument. You have to have some instrument instrumentation to it. I mean, you ha- you can't hide behind a keyboard and nope. a computer. While there's nothing wrong with that, and still people pull off great stuff. But what it's just that extra little kick and more valuable. Yeah. And yeah, definitely Led Zeppelin's up there for me as I mean, I have it right next to me. I just think yep. they just know how to like really rock and you could put them in front of any crowd, really. And as long as it's they'll just have pop and music. Um, Pink Floyd's great. Red Hot Chili Peppers, probably my number one personal fave. I like them for sure. Like, it's They're a huge priority for me to see him in concert so I can say I did it. Gotta do it, man. I always want to see Kedrick songs. in concert. I got that done. And I nice. want to see uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So Chili Peppers, great. I really love Rage Against the Machine. I got really I into them, them. Using them. I was listening to them this morning in the gym, actually. Funnily see? enough. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, they go hard ahead of their time. They do. Um, like, if their music came out, especially last summer of Summer of Justice, I mean, they'd be chart toppers. And they're having a big concert 2022 in August at the garden. I'm trying to see myself there. Also really like Nirvana or Pearl jam. Yep. All those guys are great. I, you I like, something else? No, I was going to say, um, just like, I agree with you. Like all the, oh, all hell those yeah. Guys, yeah. 
Hell yeah. Green Day is great. Blink-182, those are probably yep. the big rotation there when it comes to rock. Hell yeah. I like all those guys. I got some type of music for pretty much all of them on my phone. Absolutely. And it, what's yeah. cool now with the... I, you notice some of these rappers... Like some of these trap artists are now implementing a lot of rock sounds to their music. Like you see Trippy Red, Juice World yeah. come to mind. They've been doing that lately. Childish Gambino. I think that just shows how valuable having a band is behind you. It's cool. I like I like to see that sometimes when they incorporate like an old rock beat or like some type of cl- like a um, a snip or something. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Absolutely. Like, for whatever reason, I always think of um, Sing for the Moment by Eminem, where he does Dream yeah. on in the background. Like, that is so hard. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It shows, it's awesome. It shows how good and worthwhile they are. Aerosmith went in. Yep. Brand of band. I don't know. This band's been in the news lately because I don't know if you saw that Woodstock 99 doc on HBO Max. Good doc. But um, What's it called? Sorry. Woodstock 99. Oh, Woodstock 99. Love, Peace, and Rage. It was just about the disaster that concert was. But they mm-hmm. gave, got back in the mainstream. And they, like, in the Lollapalooza was this past weekend. And they had a lot of noise. But what do you think of the band Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I don't even know them, honestly. Really? They no, have songs no, no. like, they were, like, that new metal, late 90s, early 2000s song, like Limp Nookie Biscuit. or Rollin'. I'd play it for you on here, but it would actually be a copyright from the youtube so it would knock <laughs> us off right now but i don't know do they just always fun and uh that fred Durst is crazy but i also really like foo fighters too foo fighters, foo is good. fighters. Yeah, yeah david grohl is like the last great rock musician for now hopefully now we see new and arrow to push that through but i know it's yeah. interesting to see where that genre is going honestly um it's just like not as like prevalent, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't get yeah. much coverage anymore. And I feel like, you know, more people are growing up trying to be like a DJ, like an EDM mm-hmm. or like a rapper, you know, versus, hey, let me grab this guitar and, and shred. I read this awesome article in Rolling Stone. That's actually a magazine I still read online. Mm-hmm. I think they're really great with pop culture. And I have enough of my sports covers. I don't think you need to read a sports magazine. <laughs> read. Um, so I just read Rolling Stone. That's the one magazine I'm subscribed to. And I read this article last year about 2020s, how rock will make its comeback. Now, this was pre-COVID, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> but this guy really felt that yeah. with the rise of TikTok and YouTube and, you know, seeing more genres implement rock music, that they will see a return of rock in the mainstream in the 2020s. I so, hope so. That'd be really I think cool. I think it is. And good music will always last and always live. Yep. And, um you know, like I remember Definitely Post will. Malone has, has been great putting rock in his music. I was going to say Post Malone is probably like the biggest mainstream guy I think that I know that, you know, really tries and incorporates some type of rock or like right. more of like instruments in the background. Exactly. You know? And it's artists like that, which people think bands will make a comeback and we're going to enjoy the ride and see. So we will. We it's going to be good. I really think it's going to be a good decade now as we uh, get to the other side of this pandemic and we're going to rock and roll with it. Literally and figuratively. That's a good way way to wrap that up. (laughs) Yo, man. Just one last thing, Ryan, before we wrap up. And this is an epic show because it's going to be an hour and a half for. So that's how you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had a good time. For sure. For sure. Flew right by. And um, my quest, I have this thing called the Proust Questionnaire. 10 short but deep, meaningful questions. And I'd love to see what you got to say about these questions, Ryan. So you ready to do this? Shoot away. Let's do it. All right. My first question to you, Ryan, is what is your favorite word? 
My favorite word. Out of every, any word? Any word? Favorite word? Any word. Favorite word. What's your favorite word in this world? Crazy. Um, that's not my favorite word. It's hard to think. I would say like, I'll say yes. Yes. This is my favorite word. All right. I think because, you know, obviously there's so many things that can like come from that. And I think it's always pretty positive. Like, Hey, you want to go here? Yes. Oh, in my scenario, Hey, do you want to buy this? Yes. Um, you know, do you like this? Yes. Like it, it's an affirmative, um, check mark of a word and usually leads to like something optimistic. So I'll, I'll say yes. And on top of that too, I think, um, you know, just in general, you should probably try and say yes more than no in life. So definitely I, I like, uh, I like the word. Yes. Great answer to that. Now I have to ask, what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. Now you'd think I'd say no. After <laughs> that. Um, there, I think there's some positives to no as well. Yep. Um, my, my least favorite word I'd say is can't. Can't. Like, yep. yeah. Why, you know, I think that sometimes we always say to ourselves, Hey, I can't do this. Or, you know, in our, especially nowadays, we're like social media, you know, mental health for a lot of people not being where they're at. I feel like a lot of people are constantly saying to themselves, like, I can't do something or like have a, mm-hmm. a can't type of image in their mind. Um, and I, I would like to see people take the apostrophe and T away and turn it into like can. So I would say can't, um, cause I hate when I think I can't do something or if I say I can't do something, you know, I think the opposite, right? Like try and achieve. So I would say can't, it's my least. Great, great answer. I feel that too. And that's probably my favorite word, or at least my least favorite word in this world. So this third question is, this is more of a life fulfillment, wholesome question, not a sexual question as some people think or assume. (laughs) But my question to you is, what turns you on in this world? Turns me on. Yeah, like a Um, fulfillment way. What like really brings you a lot of joy or what really gives you satisfaction? Like that type of turn on in this world. Oh, man. Good question. And I see how a lot of people can take this sexually, but I'm going to try and deviate from that. (laughs) Yes, I've had Um, two two people say sex and they're like, you know, you do you, bro, with that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What turns me on in this world? I would say any form of genuine love or appreciation, and this might sound a little narcissistic, but those two things coming back to me based mm-hmm. on something that I did to um, spark that, right? Like right. Someone, someone being so pleased with me or so like thankful for something I did or just something I said or just like my attitude, whatever it is. Um, I, I, someone showing genuine love, appreciation, a compliment or something like that, I think is a really like, uh, that, that feels good. Like that, that turns me on. Yeah. I think that's a very wholesome answer. It's not narcissistic. It just shows that when you do put good in the world, good returns to you and you do it because not because it'll come back to you. You do it because it's the right thing to do. Yep. I would say that that is what turns me on. I think there's a very like, warming feeling inside when those moments happen and you can recognize like when those things happen. Um, one other tip, I would also say too, like if you set out a goal, like mm-hmm. in your life and you like work really hard and like finally achieve it, that turns me the fuck on too. like your hard work paying off. I think that that is awesome. 
how can you not like it at that point? Yeah. Great, great, great perspective. So, what turns you off in this world? What turns me off? Oh, man. Um, that's another tough one because I feel like there's so many things like I, I can go about that. Um, what turns me off? You know what turns me off? Especially nowadays, what turns me off is when anyone, and listen, I understand everyone has an opinion. I get it. Mm -hmm. Everyone is entitled to that opinion. What turns me off is whenever anyone has an opinion, they automatically think that their opinion is right. And they're not willing to hear anyone else's point of view, situation, or reasoning. I think that nowadays, especially with all that's going on in this world, not to like get on that topic, but it's more important than ever. And I can't stand because I think there's a lot of culture and people out there that just say, Hey, this is my opinion. It's the right opinion. And like, if you're not on this side of the opinion, then you and your opinion don't matter to me. I think that no matter where I'm at with some type of view and whatever it is, and I'm not even like talking like politics here, like sports, just like whatever. I'm always, I don't know if at the end of it we'll agree, but I'm always willing to hear why someone else's opinion is this way, why they've come to it, what their reasoning is. And I would hope that they would ever feel the same, but I feel like nowadays that we're really missing that. And sometimes when I've noticed that it really puts a sour taste in my mouth and and it turns me off because well, everyone, again, has the right to opinion. I also think everyone has the right to explain it and have someone listen to why they've gotten to that opinion. Right. Arrogance gets you nowhere. Arrogance um, will bite you back one way or the other, even if it's yep. a legacy standpoint, too. So that's why uh, we appreciate your opinions in this sense, because it is important to hear all perspectives. It makes everything a little bit better and I make agree. a little more sense. Yeah, because at the end of the day, too, like, I can't tell you how many open conversations I've had with people where it's like, hey, maybe I still have a, the same viewpoint, but I could say, damn, like, I learned yeah. something there. And sometimes it has changed, like, a fragment of, like, you know, way I view things or things I didn't know before. And, like, I feel like we very much guard ourselves off to those things now because there's such high tension with certain stuff. And, I, again, I really think everyone needs to have an open ear to their neighbor. And that's where – and that's – as long as you learn something from it, that's even the real fulfillment part out of that. Instead of trying to one up somebody. Very true. Gives you too much of a headache if you try to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what sound or noise do you love, Ryan? What sound or noise? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, what's a really great noise. I love this is going to be so what's random. That? You know, whenever you get a Vemo, that little cha-ching, <laughs> that, little noise, that shit's dope. Oh, yes. That. Then I'm I like, I didn't to, get a text. I didn't get. I got a little, a little money in my, in my. That thing's awesome. Um, that's a great answer. That's the first one too. Is that that's the okay. first? I, never, I don't know. Whatever it is, but whenever I hear that, I'm like, hell yeah! That just made me happy. No matter what it is. I hate when you walk. You hear that noise. Is that my phone? Nope. It was a person next to you. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. That's, that's a great funny. one. Great, great answer. So with that, what sound or noise do you hate? Sound or noise do I hate? Oh man. Ah, this is going to like sound like weird, I guess, but I would say I really hate like 
it's, I'm trying to think how I can put this into words. Like, I feel like I've been in so many situations, like in public where either be like an owner with their dog, like a parent with their kid or like Mm -hmm. a crying baby. And listen, like, I'm not mad at like those noises per se, but I hate when those noises are happening Mm -hmm. and like whoever the owner or the person that should be like taking care of it either is like actually oblivious to it and shouldn't be, or like (laughs) is not doing their job to like take care of it. Like I was at a funny, I was at like a brewery like two weeks ago around Mm -hmm. here and you know, there's a lot of other dogs here, right? This dude brings his, his German shepherd and it's, you know, it's like a puppy, but like, I would say like eight, nine months old, literally like barking its head off at every single dog like going around this, this, and this, and the owner, like, I kid you not. Like I, I, we, me and my friends are like counting it. Like it got over to like 60 and like, Mm -hmm. it was just like, dude, I get it. You want to like bring your dog out. Like, cool. Like dogs are loud here, but like after a while, maybe, maybe your pup's not ready for it. Maybe, you know, can we all just like enjoy the beer? Like we tried it out. It didn't work. Like you're the owner, like finish up and like, maybe, take them home, try next week. Like, I don't know. Like, I think something's very clear from this right now for you to, to catch yeah. on to. <laughs> exactly. Like just that, like those types of noises and situations yeah. like that frustrates me, I guess um, is what I'd say. Like not a specific noise, but like a noise and a product of that type of situation, like really irks me. Yeah. It's, it's okay to walk them out. Whether it's like a, you said a baby and a, uh, yeah. If you're like at some uh, the movies and you, uh, well, if you're watching exactly. for some reason, if you have a kid there for some reason, what's well, that, that's what gets to and it too. The, it's like, why are you putting that potential situation like on other people or like, yeah. like for example, like you have a maybe like it's not even a baby, like a, a crying three year old who just right didn't get the snack they want and they're throwing like a tantrum. Like, am I really the one that needs to suffer for ten minutes hearing this kid cry while I'm trying to watch exactly. the movie? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm sorry, that sucks, and it's probably gonna happen to me one day. But I'll tell you, Matt, I'm gonna be the one to make the situation <laughs> right. <laughs> Someone's gonna be yeah. For like, this. I just uh, that stuff just irks me. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. like you gotta take responsibility and figure it out for the rest of the people. I think you find a lot in sports games. That's that's tough. One thing I get old. I feel like it's nice how when you go to sports games. The eras when you're kid, your first pop, you may go with your parents or like mm-hmm. a guardian for the first time. Then you're old enough to go to the game with yourself. Then before you know it, you're on dates to games. Then, yep. then you go on, then you're married or whatever. Then you bring your kid to the game. It's, I think that's a nice thing I've noticed, a circle of life that's happening when you go to games. And one thing I don't get with games, like people who bring kids, I'm sorry, who bring infants to games, like, Bring your kids, definitely. Either. I encourage that. That's one of the, my favorite days in your childhood. Yeah. To games. But when you bring like a, a one, two, three-year-old, they're not going to remember this. I mean, it's no. cute. You put the, give them in the little uniform and stuff. But when they cry and when they, and you know, people are games, there's all types of personalities. It's just, it's a tough sell for me. I feel like. It is. I agree. Seven, six, seven, eight. That's it. Or more like seven, eight, nine. That's the time to take your kids to the game. So yeah. they can remember it, you know? Remember, and also kind of like in a way, I have like a little bit of stake in the game. Like maybe they've watched baseball a little bit now and they're like, oh True. my God, like I understand this, you know, exactly. or like to some capacity. But I agree. And I, I usually I feel like, and again, like I, like I don't, 
want to sound like a jerk. Like, you know, if a baby's on a plane and it's crying, like I would say, I hope that, you know, the reason the baby's on the plane is because you guys like, this was the only way to go see grandma or whatever. And like, obviously, you know, and a plane is a whole other situation, but like, (laughs) I agree, like a baby at a game, it's like, you couldn't have gotten a babysitter. Like, do you wouldn't want to like enjoy this yourselves? Exactly. With your husband or whoever you're going or with, you know, or, you know, your wife, like, Again, and to your point too, like the baby's not going to remember this and like, sure, it's probably free for them to like get in, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I totally agree. Like, and sometimes it works out fine. Sometimes you got good babies or just kids that are like, know what the hell's going on. They can control themselves and like, that's fine. But like, yeah. just when it gets to that like point where it's like, Hey, like this is obviously a nuisance to everyone else around. And like, I'm the one right. that is is in charge of this situation. Like I need to take action. And then you don't, it's like, those are the noises I hate. It automatically gets me mad. That's yeah. Use your head to not get those noises out there. Exactly. So what's your favorite curse word? Favorite curse word. Yeah. Um, gotta be fuck. I say it that like, it's the one I say <laughs> the most, I think it's the most versatile. Um, it could be a positive. It could be a negative. It could be an emphasis or a descriptor. Um, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it was that because it, I don't think it's fair to, to the word. Cause I, I use it more than all the other curse yeah. words, <laughs> but Hey, it's, uh, the most popular word for a reason. It is. I bet. Is that like the most popular answer you get? I feel like it's gotta be that and shit's pretty pos- popular. Yeah. I would say that's probably my number two. Yeah. I like the <laughs> ones that, uh, people, a couple people don't other language ones. But um, yeah, pretty much fucking shit. Take it over. Sometimes you see bitch, but um, those are the popular ones. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What profession other than my own would I like to attempt? Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm a I'm a sales guy. Um, what would I like to do outside? Like if I could. Anything, right? Like anything. You want to be an astronaut? I, you want to be? Yeah, a, uh, I would say a coal miner. Kind of, kind I mean, if you want to be that. No, definitely <laughs> not. I don't want no black lung. Uh, <laughs> I would say outside of what I'm doing now, kind of like to talk about what we were doing before, like with the classic rock and musicians. I'd I'd like to pursue being, if I had the talent, somehow a musician. I think it would nice. be pretty sick. I would love to perform on stage, be like famous for my art, and like have people come out that love what I produce and want to hear it. I think that'd be really cool. Hey, you never know, man. You never know. So never know is right. What profession would you not like to do? (laughs) Coal miner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Profession I would not like to do. I would hate to be a fucking politician, man, especially nowadays. Like, like I I, I would hate to do it. (laughs) That sounds so shitty to me. All these right. hours, all these opinions, all this shit. How do these people I, sleep at night? Seriously. I, yeah. Like, I would hate to do that. Get me out of that. <laughs> yeah. you Literally, you will never make every 100% of the people happy. Not that that's your goal or anything, but the fact that yeah. there's some people who are out to get you just because of your views now. It's, uh, it's tough. That, uh, there's like so much so much there yeah right i I would hate to be a part of it hate to be a part of it my goodness my final question for you today ryan is if heaven exists 
What would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Wow. So I'm meeting God. Yeah. uh, What would you do? What would you want him to say when you meet him? What's up, Brian? Well, I definitely don't want to hear him say wrong door. Like that would suck. <laughs> that would suck. Um, Sorry, bro. You got to go downstairs. Like the per- like the perfect like line that he could say when I first got there. Like that's you're asking. Yeah, pretty oh. much. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. Yeah, take your time. My favorite one is a. Uh, if you've seen This Is the End, when Craig when Craig Robinson says, Welcome to heaven, motherfuckers. That's probably mine. <laughs> That's dope. Um, if God saw me and I was at the gates of heaven, I was kind of like, Oh, where am I? And God's right there. What would I want him to say to me? I'd want him to say, Oh, I guess like welcome, man. You did it. Yeah. Like great answer you, right there. Like you're here. Welcome. You know, I feel like that would just be like all the justification. Yo, here's Eddie I would Van ever need Halen. in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be like, right? welcome, man. You did it. Eddie's like over by the bar. Go, <laughs> go hit him With all the other rock gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a great answer, man. Yo, Ryan, this has been dope. Every yeah, second dude, it has. I hope you liked it as much as I have. I have. I hope we can continue to do this again another time, man. You were up there, one of the great guests of the show. I really mean it, man. Awesome yeah, man. time. I really appreciate it. And again, thank you for having me. Like I said, I, I really appreciate the invite on. I'd, I'd be happy to do it again. And I had a blast too. This 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 time flew by. Crazy. It really did, man. We hit 145. Just about so. Oh yeah, we did it, man. We did it. And uh, hey, man, if you're ever back in the whack, or if I make myself down to Florida, let's definitely kick it again sometime too in person. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, can I do one quick plug before Absolutely. I leave? Absolutely, plug if away, anyone, man. Yeah, for anyone out there listening that, that has made it this far, um, gotta tell you, my one buddy Nick Calabrese yeah. came on this show. As of right now, he has the most views. <laughs> Or, or downloads, excuse me. Yes, that was downloads. Correct? How many yep. did you get? How many get? Over 100? Yeah, so it's about 103. That was 103. what I checked it out uh, two days ago. 103. Right. Shout out my guy, Nick. He's uh, he's one of my best friends. But, hey, download download this episode, baby. I'm trying to beat that. I'm trying to be number one. That's what you I'm gotta saying. got to help out my man, Matt Brown. Let's do this. Get me you up could- there. Get him up there and, and enjoy. That's what I'm talking about, Ryan. Thank you for that download endorsement again. On all podcasting platforms and YouTube, on your Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. We're on every single one that lets me put it on there. So please just press that download button. Do it. Let's get to 104 and then keep going from there. Yeah, I love it. Let's let's try to go 125. That's the goal, people. 125. Let's do it. We are going to be on that. 125. Let's start that road. All right, Ryan. Thank you for every second of this. And we'll be talking before we know it again. You the man, be yourself. And uh, we appreciate you, man. Thanks again for coming on, Ryan. Yeah, man. I appreciate it as well, Matt. You be good. And thank you again, man. It was awesome. Anytime. We'll see you soon, bro. Peace. That is the legendary Ryan Suchlin, everybody. 
great job, my friend. Couldn't thank you enough for one awesome debut and one awesome experience talking about life with you. Seriously, one of the true classic episodes of this podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We are on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. So, One more show next week, and then we're going to go take a week off, and then we are celebrating and getting ready for the 100th episode. So Thursday show with Louie, everybody. This is the first episode in studio since the pandemic really revved up in December. So first show since Ryan Beck Dickian towards the end of December of last year. And Louie breaks the streak and he is here to talk a lot of fun things with me it was really great having an in-studio guest whipping out the cameras and it was some good vibes and uh we're starting the trend for the future of this show with more in-studio guests while we can so really excited for that show 96 in the books we are going to start celebrating the first 100 shows on our social media for the next couple of weeks and yeah show 100 will be here before you know it so uh we have a lot to celebrate and be thankful for and most importantly none of this is possible without you the greatest audience and listeners of this podcast Thank you for giving me something special and thank you for giving me this show and making it possible. So yeah, really excited for that. So until then, you enjoy your week, everybody. Be special, make big moves and make us proud. We know you will. And yeah, I will see you all on Thursday with our first in-studio guests in many months. And yeah, It's something to be very appreciative and thankful for. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you once again to Ryan Sushin for an amazing appearance. And thank you, the greatest listeners and audience members, for tuning in every week. You know I love and appreciate you. All right, everybody. Enjoy your week. I will see you on Thursday. Peace. All she needed was some...